Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Her Twitter account was named one of the 75 best Twitter accounts by Pace. Please welcome the absolutely hilarious Marcella Arguello! Hello. Hi. Sorry for being outdated. What is the show even about anymore? Just talking, just getting people's stats wrong. So you won six or seven times? (laughs) One of the funniest things about Jack is like how like his whole, he's just so muted and like the vibe is just like real chill. And then when he is doing that introduction, he goes for it. And it really gives me some insight into what's happening in the bedroom with his wife. So <laughs> That's right. I'm just into it, you know. I like yeah. it. I, like, I love oh, to you admire can find it. Another gear out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get you can't get on line. And Miles is like the same at all times, which is really. I yeah, wonder boring. what you're like with your parents. You know, what do you like with your with parents? parents? Yeah. Oh, I know. The, I just annoy the fuck out of them. I was gonna say, are you an only child? Yeah. Oh, okay. That explains it. All right. <laughs> nah, End of conversation. Right, right, I'm not right, interested anymore. There we go. Miles turns it on for his like friends' parents. I've seen him like run oh, into yeah. one of his friends' parents in like a yeah, sandwich shop, and it's just like you shout know, out Darlene. Yep, Darlene Chin. We caught a two percent. I'm like, oh, because you know sometimes it's weird when you see people out in public, and most of the time you see people you don't want to fucking see in right, public. Right, but sometimes right, right. you see like your like f- your homie from high school's like right. mom you're like oh my god darlene what the fuck bitch bring it in <laughs> you're not talking yeah. to darlene like that are you no no i said no. hi darlene okay. how are you are okay, you okay there it is okay oh you yeah, come here yeah. too you work around here hopefully i run into you again yeah yeah <laughs> what was that sound <laughs> I was trying to hold back the laughter. <laughs> I thought there Miles was some is animal so... No, that's me going. I do animal impressions. Wow. Damn, yeah. We got to add that to the intro. Also, fantastic animal impressions. Oh, shit. Damn, that is really something. <laughs> what was that? This, re- this replaces Mariah as no, a- and Beyonce. No, uh, how no, dare never. you? You need to apologize never, never, to them. Never. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I. This is a lifetime of being terrified of conflict uh, so to a pathological funny. degree. Yeah. Do you ever go through an emo phase, like a gothic phase, Jack? No, not really. I went through like a just. I think you grew up in the Midwest too much for you to get emo. No, there's plenty, plenty of emo. I wore cross colors and like Carl Kanai in a town that was like the whitest town in the mm. world. And that was kind of my emo phase. That was like everybody was mad at me, like including my teachers for doing that. <laughs> so you didn't get dark. So. You got black. Right. <laughs> That's right. He yeah. went another direction. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Marcella, what's new? <sighs> We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Why are you asking me that? Nothing is new. There's nothing Nothing's to update. New. I got trying to set up these hookups with these dudes and it's just not working out and i'm very annoyed you know like i'm just coming to people's towns and i'm trying to you know make something happen and it's not you know Mm. i'm just upset Mm. just upset is it does it feel like the energy is different out there with the everyone being vaccinated or it's just kind of the same same well i mean i'm just trying to not hook up with strangers because i mean first of all men lie so like Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. I can't trust some stranger to be like, "Yo, I'm vaccinated. Yo, I haven't been <laughs> oh, in contact right, right. with anyone." You know, it's like that's out the window. So I'm like trying to hook up with people I like, pretty much have known or like really like you know kind of trust in some way, and it's just not panning out. And I'm like really like, what is even out there? What are the options? You know, right? Guy, I'm just saying, guys, you guys are lucky to be in a whatever you, you want to call how it. Do you, but how do you like triangulate like the people you know? You feel like you have enough. Uh, like mutual friends or whatever to be like, okay, I think I can kind of understand or gauge how honest this person is. I mean, if I've known them for years, I have to know, I have to know them for years oh, okay. to, gotcha, to be gotcha. like, I, this can be a fine one night stand, you know, cause I've had, I've hooked up with homies and it's fine. 
And then I've right. hooked up with homies and it's not fine. And there right. is no, there's no kind of navigating that. But, you know, also at a certain point, especially now through the pandemic, it's like people are definitely approaching everything a little differently, you know, and everybody's just like, yeah, sex. You, okay. Yeah. Let's just do this. I don't even want, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, sex? Yeah. Yeah. No, sex yeah, let's for just sure. Have sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For, for, yeah. yeah. Not I mean, but anything. that's the other problem is that, you know, some people, have, they lie. They're like, no, I don't. I just want to do this. And then it's like, no, you don't. They're like, and I've loved you since the first time I saw you. And then open the- <laughs> <laughs> I just and wanted then- you to rip me apart. <laughs> they don't want that. Let me tell you right now. You, oh, you no, they can't handle that mouth. Too sensitive. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> fellas are too sensitive. Daniel, we like to ask our guests what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Okay. Well, it's, 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 it's my current state in life as well a little bit of like what i'm going through i don't know if you guys are hip to this or not but recently as of like two days ago but it's been ongoing before and since then i searched tips for renting a car in Kauai. uh-huh are you guys familiar with what's happening in yeah. this country and specifically hawaii in right hawaii, now yeah that there's just a oh no rental cars, rental right? cars there's shortage. no cars there's yeah. no cars so you like to rent a u-haul right for example i during uh, a year ago, almost, almost, I think exactly a year ago, pretty much, I rented a truck, drove to Rochelle, Illinois, picked up my pinball machine that I had sold to have money to move to LA and was able to buy back from the person I sold it to. Wow. And I, oh, I love drove it back out here and I rented F 150, you know, unlimited miles for like, I think 12 days. I think it cost me $160, right? That gives you, that's where we were at. Obviously, right. that was pandemic pricing, but in a normal year, I bet that would have cost me like maybe 400. Mm-hmm. So, and I rent cars a lot for being on the road and stuff. So I'm versed. Yes. Car rentals, if you can find one in Kauai, are going for about $750 a day. A day. A day. So, guys, here's the thing they don't have cars anymore. There's no cars. <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. They just don't have every right. single car rental place of every size and make of car is gone. So now everything's gone to Turo, but there is nothing on Turo. You can find cars for like $150, $200 a day, which is a good deal. And it's like a 2012 Scion XB. It's right. like a, it's like a 2008 Saturn. And I'm not joking. Right. And you're going to spend, if you're going, you know, usually go to Hawaii for at least five days, you're going to spend close to like a grand. Now, there are almost no cars left on Turo. So the next place you have to go, if you haven't gone the U-Haul route, which some people have gone, right, is Craigslist. And this cottage industry has been created with people just renting their cars. And you see everybody from being like, hey, here's my, Cor- my 08 Corolla if you want to rent it, call me. To other people who have said, Here's the in the ad, Craigslist ad. It'll be like, here's a link to our Google Doc. You fill out the reservation form. These are just people, wow. like, like just cap, yeah, cashing in. Makes because sense. in the you know so much of that economy relies on like tourism. A yeah. lot of just people who worked in the restaurant just like took a big hit. So this has kind of become in a good way. I I actually feel like like a windfall for them to be able to like yeah. make some money back just on like their own cars that they have. But I I've gone so far. I am not a wealthy man. But when you look at renting like a $1,200 for seven days in Kauai, I looked on Craigslist, guys, and I was like, do I just buy a $1,700 car? <laughs> and then, and then I sell it to somebody else coming to Kauai or right. I give it to, I like work out a deal with somebody who's running one of these things and say like, hey, I'll just trust you. You, I'll leave the car here. You rent it out and then give me some sort of money off right. or 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 whatever or at this point you could be like yo dude i'll pay your car payment for a month yes right you just give it to me for like two weeks because that's not even going to match what the rental rate is and i know for you your calculus is that car payment right so why don't i take care of that yes and you can dude. have it most of the month actually dude so quick real quick story i know we got a ton to get to today so i go out <laughs> to lunch with a friend of mine and we're hanging out didn't even dawn on me until we're sitting there I go, oh my god you have family in Kauai. And he goes, yeah, I'm from there. I was like, I totally forgot. I go, what I'm about to tell you sounds crazy. And he had not heard any of anything I just told you guys. 
He goes, let me call my family. I go, if they'd let me rent one of their cars, if they even have one, but I guarantee you, they already know about this. The island's so right. small and it's all over every island in Hawaii. I go, they already know about this. They might already be doing it. Or if they have an extra car, I would rather pay them. He goes, let me call my uncle. I mean, I don't know. He's not too like tech savvy. I bet he, he doesn't really, we'll see, right? We leave lunch. 10 minutes later, he calls me up and he goes, so I just talked to my uncle. His car is rented the first three days you're going to be there. He already was on this. He goes, he said, uh, he said his uncle told him, yeah, he didn't know anything about it, but his neighbor approached him, told him about it, and his neighbor's running everything. And then they just split some of the money. But everyone on the islands is doing this. So my current search history is renting a car. I know there's Zeitgang in Hawaii because y'all came through for me when I was out there uh, like a year ago. Look, if you got the, you know, you got the lifted Yoda, bro, uh, on the low for my man DVK, hit us up. Yeah, yeah. Jay, dude, I'm, I am desperate. You done, hey, you done to ride in a Yoda, bro? Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> They're going to be, hey, who's that hole in the Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's a Yoda? Toyota. A, a Toyota. Oh, Yoda, Yoda. Because I'd be on, I'd be on Hawaii TikTok too, you know, and I've, I see how I've they, been on it too. I, I love that. When they start oh talking about God. their Yodas, I'm like, yeah. I love, I love the vernacular, <laughs> the slang you get from regional yeah. TikTok. If somebody out there is, is a, a good person, be nice to me and wants to throw me some tips, I am open to any right. and all possibilities. It's a free for all, but also I want, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take care of somebody. Otherwise, what? Me. You just use Uber, right? Yeah, that's but the then <laughs> that's a whole on Kauai. Yeah. It's so remote. Yeah, that it's exactly. Like, yeah, I looked. I was like, yeah. "What if I went from this place to this place?" Because I'm obviously uh, Barry the lead. I'm planning on going to Kauai later this summer. Oh, wow. And, okay. Yeah, and so um, I was like, "What if I went from there?" And it was like sixty dollars. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, "All like, right." At that point, if I go round trip, that's one twenty. I can only go to those two spots. Maybe I do rent a car for one hundred and fifty dollars right. a day. That's like an old. I don't know. You go. So <laughs> I love a good cottage industry, man. That, I, hey. That's that's the best yeah. the best that capitalism has to offer is just mm-hmm. like spontaneity hustling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. all as I'm saying with you, Jack, I'm all for it. I'm like, hey, yeah. I gotta assume I'm trying to do right by people. So there's gotta be people out there that would try to do right by me. Let's all help each other and everybody. Yeah. Wins. As long as you're not being Back like, yeah, the, three yeah. grand a right. day. Oh, you're course. like, okay, uh, yeah. well, come on now. Back in the day, though, that's like the way that people got rich in California. Like the reason Stanford University exists is because somebody came out here and just started selling people like shovels and shit. Yeah. Yep. It's just like that's who made the most money. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, that you would be like stumped by some big capitalist force, (laughs) like big hurts would just like destroy you. But back in the day, that's how capitalism worked and Mm -hmm. why it worked. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Yes, yeah, sir. I think weirdly the opinions of Twitter scholars have become so overrated now because we used to live in a world where like people only spoke when they really had something to say, right? And like you had to like go out of your way to like get published and like prove that you were smart and blah blah blah. And now it's like I don't know. I, I just feel like. I don't know, even like Malcolm Gladwell, who I think is very smart and respect, like anytime he has an opinion on anything, I'm like, oh, my God, like, st- <laughs> like I, I think how about this? I think you should only have an opinion about things that we know you're an expert in. But like when people yeah. are like cool recipe, I'm like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't <laughs> like just leave me alone or like. Or just like this idea of like, let me tell you a story. And then you see like parentheses thread and you're like, oh. no, I saw this thread <laughs> where just like this very prominent black scholar. Uh, I'll, I'll leave his name out of it, but I'll text you guys on the side, of course, and tell you, of course, please, of please, course. Please. you know, this is like someone who, you know, during the uprising of last summer and all this stuff is that, you know, pretty has some pretty poignant and smart things to say, but then he goes on a thread about how he was walking down the street. He started speaking to a home, uh, an unhoused person. I'm sorry. And um, the person's like, hey, I recognize you. You're so-and-so, the professor and like educator. And he's like, oh, yeah, that is me. How would you know who I am? And the unhoused person said to him, said, just because I don't have a home doesn't mean I don't have access to a library and to knowledge. And so then he ends the thread by saying, he's like, 
So I gave that man the $4 I had in my pocket. And then I went home and I Hero. donated $200 to my local library. And I was like, you should have done that in reverse. Just so you know. <laughs> right, <I'm> right. Right. <laughs> you. So you gave someone who's living on the street four bucks <laughs> who knew who you were. Right. <laughs> like, it's so. Cr- and I was like, see, this is why I don't oh I don't God. need to know anything about anybody. Like, please just like it, like I think you should get on Twitter if you're an expert of any sort and be like, again, like, a- yes, aliens are here. Here's the proof or like. Hey, right. this is how you can save some money. But right. like I anything else where like especially when they like give you these glimpses into their personal lives, like me and the spouse headed up to so and so. I'm just like, <laughs> like Neil deGrasse Tyson's the worst of it, I think. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just like, like I, if your personality is ruining movies which are like objectively like yeah. just the easiest thing to enjoy like right. outside of candy yeah. it's like alright yeah I think I'm out you know <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson is so I feel like there he's like a reason I used to be interested in space and then one of the reasons that I no longer engage with space news <laughs> like I went all the way around on being right. interested in space because of him exactly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I would say that uh, the opinions of experts, the personal <laughs> opinions of experts, are overrated. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, what is something that you think is underrated? Chocolate mixed with fruit. Mm, okay, mixing it up. <laughs> okay, so sweets are overrated. Chocolate <laughs> <laughs> mixed with fruits are underrated. I love it. I love it. Okay. Go on. I'm just walking contradictions, y'all. Which which fruits fruits I hate. Okay, I'll say this. I don't like orange and chocolate. Never was able to get down with that. If it's overly citrusy, I'm I've been I've had trouble. But I appreciate that. My brother's the same way. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what happened to you guys, uh, that ruined you, (laughs) but uh, you know, it's (laughs) I, I feel you a little bit that like the having those like strands, the citrus, like fibrousness. Used to fuck with me a little bit to combine that with chocolate, but I got over that real the quick. Fibrous? I would have thought it's the acidity. That's that could also be it. That could also be it. Yeah. Is this also this feels like the most curmudgeony conversation to have about <laughs> sweet? How do they make you feel? What's your ideal <laughs> fruit chocolate combo? We berries. Talk, berries with milk or with dark chocolate? Always dark chocolate. Wow. Okay. Uh, Miles, so do you don't fuck with orange and chocolate? Is there a uh, chocolate fruit combo that you uh, cherry like ones that make sense? Like you know, bananas and chocolate. Like I, mm. I can get down with that. Like a chocolate banana crepe. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, when I'm in Japan, I oh, eat that. Yum. Like yeah, oh, like those a, crepes are so good. Yeah, like you know, that's when I those combinations kind of get to me. But yeah, I don't. It's it's really because I remember once like some like European orange chocolate or something my parents had laying around the house. And I thought like, oh, here we go, chocolate. And it just felt, it was such a violent combo in my mouth that I was like, I can't, this isn't, my childish mind cannot handle this combination. It's a lot of acidity. Yeah, a little, a little too much, a little too much. So you're just talking about like a chocolate from like a box of chocolates that had like an orange cream filling? Is that? No, or like they have ones that are innately like infused with like, it's like an orangey right. chocolate yeah. flavor. Okay. Or like I've had the you. ones where it'll be like candied sort of citrus fruit mm. with chocolate around it. And I'm like, mm. what are we doing here? Fuck. Yeah, fuck that. I'm a purist, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little closed minded when it comes to Mm. Venmo Zara Comedy. That's Z A H R A Comedy. Your money now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break while people go do that, and we will be right back. And we're back, and there's a new conservative answer. New absurd conservative answer to the 1619 project yeah yeah i mean look we don't have to spend much time on it because as we said we've discussed all the time that you know systems of oppression they maintain their power when people are completely made ignorant of the context the history the pervasiveness and then it can just be like i don't know what's, what's going on that's why the 1619 project is so hated so hated by racists because just a clear light 
on the, you know, origins and machinations of star spangled racism that we have in this country. Mm. And it takes away like a lot of lazy talking points. Like when kids are like, well, slaves, like we're educated or like civil war was about agribusiness. No, no, no. You should actually, that's what someone told you because they don't want you to know how horrific, horrifying this entire institution was. So again, we've seen a lot of people, you know, whether it's the UNC Chapel Hill trying to take away uh, Nicole Hannah Jones uh, tenure and things like that. People are scared of this because it's just true. It's just truth telling about our history. And so Greg Abbott in Texas is now doing his darndest to uh, have his own version to obscure the racist history of this country. It's called the 1836 Project, which is Mm. a reference to the Texas fight for independence. Or you could just say, you know, colonialism and empire, because, I mean, you could look at the Alamo and say maybe that was actually the worst blunders in military history was completely told a different way to create, uh, you know, more energy for anti-federalism or white martyrdom in the face of a brown invader. But mm. that's for another lesson. In this instance, you know, this is this is essentially what it's doing is creating an advisory committee, quote, designed to promote the state's history to Texas residents, largely through pamphlets given to people receiving driver's licenses. It also awards students on their knowledge of the state's history and values. But some of these specific bills that are part of this House Bill 3979 says, quote, it will limit how Texas educators can discuss current events and racism in the U.S. The 1836 project also requires the promotion of, quote, the Christian heritage of the state. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, you know, Nicole Hannah-Jones rightly pointed out in a thread that this is nothing new. There have been gag orders on discussion of abolition or like anti-slavery talk since the beginnings of this country. And this is yet another form of this where they're trying to be like, hey, let's uh, let's just we're going to steer this conversation where we need to uh, and set rules on how much truth you can tell people. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a talk about underrated movies. There's a 1996 movie uh, Lone Star that where the like struggle to tell the story of like Texas history, like figures prominently. That's right. Really good. But I mean, it's like that whole the, the whole idea of. You know, a lot of Texas independence is completely stripped away all of the racism and what was, you know, saying the idea that before all of, you know, like the timeline of saying like, well, it was the overstepping of of these governments that like created like this tyranny that they had to fight against. They already had plans to steal this land from Mm. way before any of that Mm. and using things like we're taking this land because they're, quote, lesser people. It's all steeped in racism. And of course, yeah, maybe you should probably get ahead of your own, you know, like there's no. There's no clean state history in any state, really, if you really want to look at it. But Texas has a lot of nerve, let's be real. Like most of the academic books we use for grade school kids come out, are published in Texas. Yeah, they have outsized power for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the way those things describe what slavery was, it was work for immigrants. Mm -hmm. Bananas. You know, the way they try to constantly obscure and put down Juneteenth celebrations. Like this is this is a... Not a people of Texas problem, but a government of Texas problem, I would say. And it's just absolutely it's hyper frustrating, I guess, just to I mean, Miles already said it like it's nothing new. But while the audacity to be like uh, your super in-depth, well-researched, verified work, like life's work cannot be taught because it offends my delicate sensibilities i don't like when people talk about racism it makes me uncomfortable that it black people already have so little history like specifically in this country that we can look to with actual names and dates so much of our stuff has been erased that we're historians are literally guessing you know what recipes were martha washington's and which recipes were her slaves Right. And and trying right. to differentiate so that his work can be honored and respected and taught. And it's 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 really frustrating to have to sit and listen to people in power try to continue to erase the little bit of history that we we can trace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because it, it, it goes it runs afoul of the mythology of these places where it's like, you see, just good 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 old christian people trying to forge mm. our way through this country and when we did it like this by you know scaring off people with violence mm. um and we don't want to talk about how much 
so much of everything is either stolen or exploited from the work or labor of other people. But that's just the pattern that will con- like it's we'll, we've we'll, we'll never break that cycle. Even how we look at things today, we have, you know, there's videos going viral of people who are gig workers begging for better tips because the wages they're paid to deliver food are not mm-hmm. enough to survive. And we're still like, nah, you know, some it's just like, oh, wow, that's that's a problem. But maybe in this very singular thing, rather than like, no, we have a history of doing this. Like this is our entire country is built on this and we still can't zoom out enough to really take that all in and begin to do something better. Yeah. And then they call the other conservatives call the other side snowflakes and claim they're overly sensitive. (laughs) They're like, oh, y'all can't handle history. Okay, (laughs) damn. Uh, All right. There's a new ProPublica report I want to talk about real quick uh, that. Basically, is illegal what they're doing. Uh, they're ProPublica. Yeah, they're basically revealing these dudes' tax individual tax information. They're like, we're not going to tell you where we got it, but <laughs> their argument is that this has greater public value than like not doing it. Essentially, sure. that like there's enough public value. Uh, so it's not. I mean, it's not illegal. Like it's just. When they interviewed uh, Bloomberg's people, for instance, they were like, and we think this is uh, indefensible to reveal the tax information about private individuals. Uh, so they'll probably be sued over this. But, but it's worth it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you actually, if you want to actually do stuff that's for the greater good, it gets you into trouble because the people in power are corrupt pieces of shit that, of course, don't want this shit revealed. Like, that's yeah. exactly speaking to what I just said. It's so frustrating. It's this evil cycle. So it's like. Shout out to them for actually fucking doing this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell get us angry, Jack. What are yeah, they Jack. All right. All right. So, yeah, not to overcomplicate this because it's like evil as fuck. But basically what they did is they looked at not just income, which is like, you know, we know how income is taxed. They look at how much income you make in a given year and then they tax a certain portion of that. Well, the way rich people do it is they grow their wealth by having like stock holdings, uh, that go up in value and, you know, they become they make a hundred billion dollars in value in a year, but they don't actually sell that stock. So they don't have to pay taxes on that. Um, and so just to put that into perspective, uh, between 2006 and 2018, uh, Jeff Bezos's wealth shot up by one hundred and twenty billion dollars. And again, we like our brain can't even process what 120 billion dollars means but Mm -hmm. it's just a an unimaginable amount of wealth that could solve world hunger like 10 times over uh meanwhile typical americans his age paid more in taxes than they saw in wealth growth that is for every 100 dollars of wealth growth over that period a typical american paid 160 dollars in taxes Uh, bezos paid one dollar so we're paying the average American is paying more in taxes than their wealth is growing over a period of time because the way that most of us make our money and grow our wealth is through our income. But because the extremely wealthy, like Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett and Mike Bloomberg, like are all just foregoing an income, uh, basically, but still making billions and billions and billions of dollars through growing their stock holdings, they are able to pay less than we are. And so, you know, think about if you only had to pay one dollar on every hundred dollars that you made. Don't even say that shit. Don't even (laughs) say that shit. It's so funny because everyone's first fucking brutal lesson with this fucked up system that we have is when you get that first fucking job, and as when you're whatever age you are, you're a teenager, whatever, and you're like, fuck yeah, I'll make X an hour times everything I did. Oh shit, I'm getting like 200 bucks in this check. And then you get it and you're like, what the fuck is all this other shit they just took out of here? I yeah. thought I made this money. And then even to know that these people are like living the fantasy version that like mm-hmm. we were as kids, where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe like a dollar comes out. Like I could fuck with that, right. not 26% or whatever the fuck it all ends up being. Oh, it's fucking infuriating. And all also leads me again that we have to start bullying these motherfuckers. Yes. Thank you. That, so that's what we were talking about yesterday is just 
we need to make Jeff Bezos the most hated person on earth and then make sure he knows that because yeah. I mean, he, he clearly looked, he looked good on that Megan the Stallion cover yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly wants to be liked because he's doing this, like going, he's risking his life to be liked to yeah. go to space. Like he is clearly desperate for public approval. I mean, even the way he dresses, you can tell he's desperate to be liked. What a loser. Yeah. And he's been yeah. like, like, like lifting weights and alone. eating almonds for the past like 15 years to try and get ripped which is like nobody wants to see that man but like that's i think it it eats him up inside that people like elon musk even though i right. don't think they should but i think he really is like fuck man i'm cooler than elon musk <laughs> like let's do a video where i'm wearing a cowboy hat and drinking a beer with my brother <laughs> i barely talk to that's what i love about this report is that so rich people have been taking advantage of America's sort of, you know, being just incredibly horny for individualism, like and wanting to like lionize anybody who becomes a public celebrity. So they make themselves public celebrities. Elon Musk hosts SNL. Bill Gates gets to like lecture on anything he wants to give a speech on and like yeah. assume to be an expert. Warren Buffett gets like a flattering documentary on HBO and ProPublica is basically using the fact that they have created these public profiles for themselves and being like, that is going to make sense to people. That's mm -hmm. the one way to make the theft that wealthy people are getting away with make sense to people is by using those public profiles and being like, okay, this is how much this individual motherfucker like, is stealing from you, right. basically while you pay more in taxes than you actually make. Right. So in a way, you, sh you should be able to pull up to one of these people and be like, where is my Lamborghini? Mm. Yeah. Because you that's, at minimum, that's what we're looking at, uh, that you've siphoned out from me. So let me get that. And I'm, God damn, that's why I wish, again, there was just places where you could run into these billionaires <laughs> and have all their goon, like IDF, former security guards, like haranguing you or trying to keep you away where you can really get in Jeff Bezos' face. Like, you ain't shit. And everybody mm. knows you a fucking fraud. I mean, shout Fuck. out to that dude who slapped that French president. Macron? <laughs> like God, we all, we could, we wish we all wish we yeah. could do that shit. I mean, God knows how he's gonna be punished, but like, damn, like that's the shit we do wish we could. Yeah, do. Yeah, like straight in my veins. You're like, yo, you smacked your you, look. You wanted to smack the shit out your leader, and you did. That must have felt fucking good. It must have felt <laughs> real good. I'm just thinking about because these numbers are crazy. They pay a dollar for every hundred or whatever the fuck. Right, and yeah. it, it reminds me, I because. I keep thinking about how miles to what you you were saying, like when you were a teen. But when I was six, my we, like we on Halloween. Halloween was a day I learned to hate the government. Was my dad would like have I told this story before? I don't know, but like my dad at the end of trick or treating, we had all our candy out, and he would walk through because we would be trading our candies. He'd be like, the "Tax man's here. I'm here to take ten percent." <laughs> <laughs> wow. 10 is all the numbers I know that's, right, right. that's huge <laughs> and he would he would take and he wouldn't just take some of like the like the gross circus peanut candies he would take like the some Snickers and yeah I mean, yeah he fuck? would oh, but he fuck. was like you gotta learn about Uncle Sam you gotta learn about how the government works and I was like I fucking hate the government when I was six years old because my dad taught <laughs> us about taxes and it really like it's just it's wild now that I'm an adult to be like this shit is so fucking corrupt and it yeah. feels so out of, it's just so out of hand. And again, which go going back to the same point, it's like we need people really in the system that aren't fucking trying to all be AOC and like actually like infiltrating this damn system. And it's so frustrating. And, you know, I can't say too much shit because I was like 25 when I was like, because I was like, you know, doing, going to marches and doing this and that. And I was like, do I want to do this and really do this? Or do I want to pursue comedy? And selfishly, I was like, I want to do comedy because I do want to be happy because I saw the like how fucked up and deep and how unchangeable things really seem and mm -hmm. how it felt like even if I got into politics, like even the most change I could do would still leave me really fucking sad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I was, you know, like it's really yeah, shitty yeah. how when you think about how fucked up it is, because it's like, you know, my family's from El Salvador and like the shit that's going on in El Salvador right now is like so crazy. And it just every like every topic we talk about, you guys talk about on the show, it just it's like, 
fuck, man. It's, this shit is relentless, relentlessly endless. You know, yeah. like, yeah. ah. It's the end. We're just waiting for, I think, We're somehow, waiting to die. Well, that's what we're doing. We're waiting <laughs> right. to die. Or just like the tone of what we talk about to always be the pressure we're feeling is because the weight of the wealthy is being just put onto us. All of us. us. They don't yeah. do shit. They, don't they just care. take every day. They're the same people who pay our fucking cut our paychecks. But at the same time, they don't pay shit. Yeah. Like this whole thing is built upon exploitation of your work and your wealth <sighs> and things like that. And I think right now it's much easier to be like, fuck, man, I want to make it like Elon, man. Right. Fuck, I want Warren Buffett money. Yeah, that is, you know, ugh. and that's like the, and I think that is the, because we're the most propagandized fucking right. beings on earth that we can't even be able to, like only a few people are like, no, man, it's just these couple of fucking yeah. greedy fucks that, we're unwilling to tax or because the way the system is, that's, what, you know, I've, for me, like leaving politics very specifically to like just follow my shit in comedy and just do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. It was because I realized, yo, this system is it can't be changed it can't and it can't changed. be infiltrated. Yeah. Like the real substantive change is going to be like when, you know, American people begin to understand how much we have to work collectively to be in, to be like, oh, shit, they figured out how to fucking stop working and put yeah. the, pump the, the brakes on. Do shit. you think the pandemic opened a lot of people's eyes about that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where we're at now, yeah, like what me that neither. means measurably. Yeah. But you can tell just from like reading like profiles on people who like after the pandemic were like, yo, I'm done doing this other yeah. shit. Like I'm done being a bartender, actually. Like it's too much work. I don't like the energy, but people are pivoting to like, I want to organize right. uh, better outcomes for people who work in bars. Like that's more yeah. fulfilling to me. And I think, I think once people get, the, I think for, yeah, the churn of capitalism stops for a second and people are like, yo, what the fuck matters? What are we doing? Yeah, I think yeah. the only thing I would correct in what you said is that it's not that it's impossible to change. It's that the change that we desire isn't impossible to see in our lifetime. But I definitely right. think that the change will be small but it will be it needs to be constant and needs to be um with as many people uh, that i don't want to say think like us but have maybe progressive ideas that go in there and they do it the best that they can with this fucked up system because you know hundreds of years of bullshit you know and yeah. and um yeah, and I think I, as you see it play out in more places, because it's not just people like in the inner cities and things talking about gentrification, you're seeing it happen in like Ketchum, Idaho, yeah. where like it's near like where all these celebrities and like rich people buy properties and it's driving up the cost of living for just these normal people in this small town that like their town is like, yeah, man, we're thinking of letting people pitch tents and park their RVs to live there because we we haven't we don't have any regulation on affordable housing. That like even people in these Midwestern places are like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Like, why are wealthy people allowed to just turn up the rent prices on us out of fucking nowhere? <laughs> like, we're so the people crazy. that serve them and they want us to live in fucking tents. And it's like, yeah, man. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's just the, li the limitation of the human mind. Like, yeah. I can't conceive of a billion dollars. Nobody can conceive of a billion dollars who doesn't like have a billion dollars. Like no. it's and the most money I can conceive of is like that scene in Blow where they had all the fucking yeah. cash in like legal boxes. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. But that, that's the most I could even fathom for money ever. Think about like how you could spend all all the money you could possibly like get your mind around in a single year and you would still have hundreds of million dollars yeah, left over. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. When I worked at, when I was a bank manager, it was, I was like responsible for wiring like millions upon millions of dollars every day. That was one of the things I had to do the first thing in the morning. And it fucking fucked with me, man. I was like, right. I don't understand this. I hate that I have to do this. I'm really like, I felt like, I don't want to use the term slave because that's a, you know, a little, oh, overzealous. But yeah. it's like, it just felt, I just felt, I felt so small. Like a surf in I, a medieval kingdom. Oh my God. It was the beginning of me starting to be like, I do not want to do this. This feels so fucking weird. It feels out of touch. It feels unnecessary. Like also, what are these companies really doing? You know, because I mean, the, if you know anything about anything, you know, none of these companies are just fucking clean all the way through it's not possible to to have that much money and not exploit labor and and people 
And it's just, it's so, it's just bizarre. The money and we, and what's fucked up is that money isn't even real. It's a concept that was created. Right. And, and yet here we are, it's controlling everything. It's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, just think about the amount of money that people are making off of moving those wire transfers from one thing to another compared and like not adding value to anyone's life other Mm -hmm. than the, their clients or whatever. And meanwhile, people are, who are actually serving people uh, and actually serving a purpose in their communities don't make shit and then are made to pay $160 in taxes for every $100 of wealth growth. And that makes them hate taxes, which then the billionaires use to their advantage by being like, yeah, taxes suck. Am I right? Uh, let's, Let's get rid of all these high taxes that are killing us. Am I right? Elon Musk didn't pay any tax. He paid zero dollars in taxes in 2018. Milkshake these assholes. You know, I also was, I'm just like, we would respect these people a little bit if they were like, okay, I'm not going to pay taxes, but I'm going to give this city a million fucking dollars. Like when Tulsa, Tulsa, and you know, they have their issues, but they they put that park together out there. It's this free park that's available to everybody. And literally it was like the wealthy, which I'm assuming it's like the guilty white people you know, it's their money and they open this insanely huge but free outside park that is available and, you know, for anyone to use. And it's beautiful. And, you know, the historical implications are there. But I was like, well, that's fucking nice that these millionaires did this because the city needed it. And mm. and uh, again, it's Tulsa. So they have their own bullshit. Yeah, that they have it's like, dealt yeah, with anything where they can just sort of wash over their own acts by doing like these little. Yeah, but I, I just like as and it's not like the best use of money, but I was just like that was the first time I was like, oh, yeah, so millionaires, billionaires can actually do something for cities. They just choose not to like it was just that yeah. rem- that's that is how I felt about it when I got to like, I mean, I enjoyed it and, you know, got to see it before it opened. And that was cool as a comedian. But it definitely like fucked me up because I was just like. And these people and their money, it's just too much. I'm sorry. And we're taking a break. Sorry. And we're taking a break. <laughs> and we're back. And I knew I knew this was not going to drop like really uh, troubling truths on us when it was like that that 60 minutes report that segment that had like some really cool shit in it but then it closed with marco rubio being like the face of like we don't know we don't know (laughs) so there's this report that people have been talking about for years that was i think at least partially like brought about by marco rubio being uh scared of the ufos and basically what the people who have like been briefed about it say that it is not going to confirm the existence of alien life, which is so shocking to me that anybody thought that was going to happen, that they were just going to be like, <laughs> we figured it out. It's aliens, y'all. We're, that's what it was. Uh, anyways, yeah, it's just more confirmation of what we already know, which is that we don't know anything. It does. Was this there's no explanation. Off the big Tic Tac? Is that related to yeah. the big Tic Tac from a couple of years ago? I loved that big Tic Tac. Yeah. They're I mean, not going to tell us what's going tic-tacs. on with the big Tic Tac. Yeah, you know, they never tell you what the big Tic Tac really is. And and I'm sick of being teased about it. I want to know what's in there. I want to know who's in there. I would be, I feel like, honestly, best case scenario is it's aliens, but probably it's not. And it's something really scary inside the Tic Tac. Right. I just, I'm like, just do what y'all got to do at this point. That's how <laughs> I feel about it. Like, if y'all, if it's aliens, do what you got to do. If it's just some weird secret society with future tech, do what you got to do. But like the teasing, it's like, just leave us alone. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, just do the thing, like do the thing, right? Do the thing you need to do. But like this, like moving in shadows and, you know, the fact that we have to hear Marco Rubio be like, I'm the guy to talk about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like. It's whatever you're trying to accomplish is already not being accomplished because he's now involved with it. Right. You know, now that being said, 
if it was like a dream scenario, it would be really funny if they were just like, we're angels. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that I think that's what evil. I do think that's what the conservative side is hoping for, because like I'm seeing this covered in conservative media as it's not aliens, y'all, because they didn't say it's aliens. People are like, see, we told you it's not aliens, which like nobody was saying that this report was going to be like aliens definitively. No. And nobody like, I don't know. I don't know anybody who thinks that like, yes, it's definitely aliens. It's just like I'm intrigued by the fact that we don't know what the fuck it is. Like that's that's interesting to me. Um, oh, you don't think it's aliens? I don't know what it is. I honestly don't. Oh, I, I, I don't think there's any other answer. I mean, <laughs> like just, I, I, well, I just think statistically, it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Right. right. Like, it, what do we think? It's, it's either, and this is like, so this is going to get really convoluted for a second, mm. but it's like either we are becoming closer to viewing an objective reality. Right. Right. And because of where, because we're getting smarter and we're viewing an objective reality. We're seeing things that language has kind of sliced from our purview by learning certain words, right? You know, like, and again, Noam Chomsky and a few other people talk about, you know, how, like, language dictates literally what, what your you reality see, is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's like, the world is completely different from us to a spider to a dog just by, like, the mental fitness that you have. Mm -hmm. Right. So... So it's either that or it's aliens. But like, I, I, I mean, what's the is the other, you know, like option on the table that it's what it's tech from a different like country? Yeah, or I don't like, I don't think that's likely or at least I hope it's not that. But I think that's right. what conservatives hope it is, because that like takes right. them down a direction of we need to like tool up for the coming like world war four right. or whatever yeah but yeah i mean the against them chinese <laughs> space <right>. ships there's <laughs> just i i agree there's like an overall hopefulness to at least the reason that i hope it's it's aliens is that like they are just observing us or like doing work in the background that suggests that our fears of like a warlike alien species that's going to come and murder us all might just be us imagining like a future based on our history like the further back uh -huh. you go the more warlike humanity is and like there's reason to believe that the further we progress the less likely we'll be to intentionally kill each other which would be like this group or whatever entity that's behind these things like is much more advanced than us and maybe they're just I don't know, like maybe this is just the equivalent of like a fish seeing a person snorkeling, you know, and they're just like, right. what the fuck? And then they disappear right. and you're just like, right. huh, well, that was weird, you know? It's just, I don't know. I mean, I've heard, <laughs> I, I feel like whenever UFOs come up, like I... Obviously, they exist in some capacity, but they're but they're never like the study of UFOs aren't helped by the people who super believe in them. Because anyone I've talked to that is like UFOs are a real thing are like objectively a scary person that I didn't want to like spend a lot of time with. Right. <laughs> but but it is. I mean, I don't I'm, tr I'm trying to remember what movie is making me think this. But the like I've, I've definitely seen it like proposed in like bullshit theories and pop culture stuff where it's like oh it's the american government and then they make the report to make it seem like they don't know what it is but they do know what it is and it's like whatever peeing in the pool yourself and then being like feels like there's piss in this pool which <laughs> which, is which i've done just yeah. pulling from like my lived experience <laughs> right right but i don't know i mean i i've I hope it's aliens. It's like the little what was the uh the Amy Adams alien movie that Arrival. Arrival. The aliens yeah. came and they're like, We're friendly. We just want to let you know you're gonna date Jeremy Renner. <laughs> it's yeah. like such a weird here's here's my problem with that movie. It's like, so they had to come to us. Mm -hmm. They are uh, an advanced uh, unstuck from time right. civilization mm -hmm. and they had to come to us to get help 
in 3,000 years? Like, it's just like, I was like, what are we doing here? There, It's just an, imp- it's an impossibility. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if someone came to me right now, they're like, hey, I'm the smartest living creature in, you know, the known universe, but I'm need your help in 3,000 years. I'd be like, you're lying. Like, right. there, it, there's nothing I'm, there's nothing I'm doing 3,000 years from now that I'm not doing right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I, this is the peak, you know? And so... Uh, that's that's Yasser's critique of Arrival, a movie that came out four <laughs> years four ago. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your silence was deafening. <laughs> I I feel like these have more in common just based on like the one anecdote that's like unequivocally. Uh, it was like a fighter pilot who like went up to it and it just like kind of circled in front of him, but like almost like playfully and then just like zipped away. It really reminded me of like a Spielberg alien, like just like kind of a friendly, like goofy alien who's just like, yeah, you know, playful and then just doesn't want anything to do with us really at this point, which well, so I read this report in Popular Mechanics, uh, you know, years ago, and that's kind of what they propose, right? They're like any advanced civilization is knows we pose no threat to it right so they're sending satellites there you know like there's not an alien in that space cart right. going like whoa cool a pilot like you know what i mean <laughs> right. like they're looking at us they're like this place sucks it's like smoky and dirty like let's get out of here right. bring our little drone back or whatever you know and like I, I think that's the biggest thing, but I don't, I, I think that's probably the most sane version right. of it, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can even propose that version without like three of my neighbors walking outside with a rifle right now and shooting <laughs> right. the sky. Just, Like, it's just like, if we're like, no, 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 they don't care. Right. There's not even beings in those things. Right. They'd be like, it's space. Mexicans, you know, like, and it just don't, you know, like, it, it's just we're dealing with psychopaths. There's just no way to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's they're they just happen to be smart and checking us out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because I'll also say, like, even if it was your neighbor who you've known for years, if they were like, hey, I'm just coming by your house to check on things, you'd be like, why? <laughs> you know? So, like, <laughs> so the fact that it could be an alien, I get, I get the anxiety. Right. Yeah. <laughs> looking in through your windows. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, just wanted to make sure that everything was A-OK over here. here. <laughs> we cool? All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Bye.